0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Bothell Amplified. Pastor Joe here. Happy Easter! Today we celebrate the resurrection of Christ, his victory over death, and we look at how the first disciples uh, encountered him on that early morning day and the role that Mary Magdalene played, the way in which she claimed for herself that she had seen the Lord and how everything changed after that. Check out the sermon here.
1: Happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> I'm Diane Chapel. To conclude our sermon series Seeking, the scripture today comes from John chapter 20 verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. She turned to him and said in Hebrew, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not touch me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them what he had said that that he had said these things to her holy words for god's people
0: again it's uh, great to be with you all of you who are here on site those of you who are with us online uh happy easter, easter. uh this week um i was uh, at my favorite coffee shop um they're they're not endorsing us or sponsoring us so i'm just gonna say it starts with an s and ends with a tarbucks um, <laughs> And I was there, and it's one that I go to often, so I know them, they know me, and I went up to order my drink and said, hey Alex, great to see you. And Alex responded, hey Joe, it's great to be seen. I was like, I don't know how to respond after that. Like what what comes next, right? But it stuck with me, because I love that. That actually stuck with me hard, because there's something beautiful about the person across from you, even if it's somebody who's come in to buy a cup of coffee, to say, hey, good morning, it's great to see you, and to be seen through that interaction. And that's our hope, as we worship together, every time we gather in community, uh, through worship, or through study, or through our community groups, however we gather, we hope and pray that your experience is one that is having been seen for exactly who you are, for who God created you to be, we hope that your experience with us in worship is that you would know this community sees you and loves you for exactly who you are. And we know that there are places in our world and in our society and even in places of worship where that's not true for folks, especially based on identity, where people are kept out and pushed out and marginalized. And we wanna say first and foremost, we're sorry we're sincerely sorry that that has been your experience. And we pray that you wouldn't experience it here, that you would know for exactly who you are. You are welcome and you belong. And we want to say that, we want to say explicitly and clearly, if you're gay or lesbian, transgender, bisexual, or questioning, know that you are welcome, know that you belong. If you're black or brown or indigenous, if you've been discriminated against because of the color of your skin, know that you are welcome, know that you belong. If you are homeless or houseless in the lower economic brackets of our community, if you're single or divorced or partnered or separated, know that you are welcome, know that you belong. With all of your unique gifts and abilities, created to be bearers of Christ's image to all the world, know that you are welcome, know that you belong, amen? Amen. Y'all, I just want to share a couple things before I get started in the sermon this morning. As I mentioned, 9.30 service next week, starting next week through September. 9.30 service. We're going to be worshiping together with our nine o'clock as well. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to do our best to blend the styles, to have components of both this service and the nine o'clock service. So we want to encourage you to come out and get to know the folks, to be seen by folks from the other service as well. So 9.30, single service, also, at 11 o'clock, we're having what's called gathered and sent. So after service, we want to invite you to stick around. We have different activities planned every week at 11 o'clock uh, that is designed for us to play together, to learn together, and to serve together. Sometimes all at the same time, but mostly like one of, or the other. And so there's a great list, and some of those are listed out here. Uh, they're also online as well on our website, and so we want to invite you to check those out. Uh, really cool events coming up. And uh, this week starts our community groups. Uh, We have 16 amazing groups, uh, amazing leaders who said yes, that they would lead a group. And so it's not too late to sign up. We'd love for you to sign up. It's for seven weeks only uh, between now and Pentecost, which is uh, May 24th. And once a week we're going to gather and we're going to talk about community and we're going to get to know the people around us. We're going to do that whole see and be seen thing uh, together in, in more smaller groups. So we'd love for you to check it out, uh, bothellumc.org, and you can find the sign there, okay? Uh, let's pray and we'll keep going. Oh God, be present here and in all the places from which we are worshiping. Move in us and through us that we too would be moved and changed. Speak to us, we pray. Less of me, more of you, none of me, all of you. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Yo, one summer uh, I had the privilege and joy of serving as a camp counselor in Ohio. It was called Camp Asbury, and it was an amazing time. Every week we had different activities to experience the wonders of God's creation. We hiked and biked and canoed and jumped into the freezing lake at the break of dawn. Uh, We would ask questions and and learn together. We would grow together. We would study scripture together. Uh, We ate in the dining hall together. We cooked over a campfire. But the highlight for most of the campers, week after week, was to experience what was called the giant swing and as a counselor one of my jobs was to help the campers go on the swing sometimes that meant you know encouraging them with my words like you got this other times it meant literally riding the giant swing with them which sounds fun and good until I remember that I'm afraid of heights and so it's orientation week and each of us, as we're getting acquainted with our cabins and with our roles, and, and as part of the orientation, we all head over to the giant swing area. The, the, this thing that you willingly harness yourself into. You're, you're holding on to this little piece of rope. <laughs> and the rest of the team pulls you up until you get to the top. So we're all on this line, right? And we're facing the facilitator, and he's giving us instructions. He's, We're getting on our safety equipment, our helmet, and our harness, and I I look over to all my friends, and they seem so excited for what's about to come. And meanwhile, my stomach's churning, I start to sweat, I'm, I'm wondering if I should have taken that other job, the office job of making copies every day. The facilitator asked, who wants to go first? And I kid you not all of my so-called friends at the same exact time take a giant step back and i'm the only one left there they claim that it wasn't planned but i know what happened so i'm harnessed in and i'm holding on to this tiny little rope and i go up and i get to the top and i'm harnessed in and i'm holding on to this and they all start to shout let go of the rope no no, no. Joe you got this let go of the rope and for a second time stops right you're free falling like the world was just pulled out from under you for that one second you have zero control and you don't know for sure whether the harness is going to catch for that one second, it's you, your body, and gravity, and gravity usually wins. And then the harness catches. And instead of falling to your demise, you're, you're swung out over the trees, over the lake. Your, your eyes are scanning as far as they can see in wonder and in awe and in amazement at God's creation. That, that, that moment of anticipation, that moment of build up, that moment of waiting for that which is about to happen is hard. It, 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 it's something so full of hope that is on its way that it forces us into that tension of not yet but soon to come. And these past 40 days, these days, the season we call Lent, it's been a season of waiting. Waiting to get to this moment, to get to this Easter Sunday, to declare to the world and to shout, Happy Easter! We've, we've journeyed with this Jesus. We, we've followed him on his journey on earth. He's, he's been healing and preaching and teaching his disciples this, this new way to live, he commanded them to love one another. So much so that, that he's arrested, he's, he's tried by the Roman government, he's handed over to them by the religious elites, these, these leaders who were threatened by his promise that he would give life and life abundantly. And then he's convicted of sedition for not refuting the claims that he is king. He's convicted for opposing the emperor, for threatening the emperor's power, and then he's executed on the cross. And with the disciples, we've waited. We remembered his death when time stood still. It was over. It was finished. They, they brought his lifeless body down. They wrapped it with spices. They wrapped it in strips of linen. They laid him in the tomb. And with him, they laid down their hopes and their dreams. And early on the first day of the week, scripture tells us that Mary Magdalene, she, she goes to the tomb. And it's interesting to me that in this gospel, in this gospel according to John, she's the only one who goes to the tomb. The, the, the rest of the disciples, these other disciples who had loved Jesus, who had followed Jesus, the ones who heard him say again and again that he would not die but instead would conquer death, they don't go to the tomb they go back to their everyday lives they go back to missing their friend they go back to what they've always done and they don't make it back to the tomb i think they must have prepared their hearts and prepared their bodies and their minds, I I think that they prepared themselves to grieve their friend, to grieve the Messiah that wasn't to be. They, They must have been so resigned to the realities of this world where life is not possible after death. And so often this is our reality. I'm thinking about the lives lost due to gun violence, most recently in a mall food court in Delaware, but also in a school in Nashville. And the aftermath, the, the expulsion of two state representatives, the expulsion of two black representatives. Thinking about the ongoing war in Ukraine, in Burkina Faso, in Palestine, in Israel. I'm thinking about the not caring for our world, for our environment. I'm thinking about the increase in homelessness and houselessness, the heightened challenges to emotional and mental health, race and identity-related violence, laws that govern women's bodies. Thinking about your calls and your emails, the ones that say that so-and-so is dying of cancer or that so-and-so just lost their job. So-and-so is living with depression. So-and-so is wrestling with addiction. So-and-so has just died from suicide. And then I'm left to wonder, how are we to look to Easter? How are we to look to hope and to love, to resurrection, to new life? How are we supposed to look to Easter today, when our lives and our world seem to be falling apart. But something amazing happens in our text. Go with me to verse 11. Uh, Peter and John, they're, they're back in their homes. Mary is left by herself. And here's what the text says. It says, now Mary stood outside the tomb crying... And as she wept, she, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and, and one at the foot. And they say to her, Woman, why are you crying? And she responds, They have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they put him. And at this, she turns. She turns around and she sees Jesus standing there, not realizing it was him. And he asks her, woman, why are you crying? And he asks, who is it you are looking for? Jesus, in seeing her grieve as she weeps outside the tomb, he asks her, woman, who is it that you're looking for? And if you feel like you've heard that question before, you have. If we go all the way back through the Gospel, I I would argue that it's the most important question throughout the Gospel of John. It's the one question that holds this whole story together because back in chapter one, Jesus is baptized by John, John the Baptist. He begins his public ministry, and as he is passing by, John says to the two people he's with, look, there's the Lamb of God and the two people that John is with leave and go follow Jesus Jesus sees this turns around to those same two folks and says who are you looking for and then in chapter 18 Jesus is with most of his disciples they're, they're in the garden when Judas brings the Roman soldiers and Jewish police with him Some translations say it's been up to 600 people are there at the garden. And as they approach, they're they're carrying lanterns and weapons and torches. And Jesus asks them, who is it you are looking for? At the start of his ministry, calling his disciples, when he's taken in by the institutions of power, And now to Mary at the empty tomb, who is it you are looking for? In each case, in each moment, the answer is the same. Rabbi, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, we are looking for Jesus. And in each case, in each moment, his response is the same. Here I am. To the disciples, he says, come and see, here I am. To the people who came to take him away, he says, I am that guy, here I am. To Mary, the answer is simple, he says, Mary, it's me, Jesus, here I am. I'm the one you are looking for. You know, there's this call and response that, that is often heard in churches on Easter. Uh, it goes something like this. Uh, one person will call out, he is risen, and the response is, he is risen indeed. So I'll say, he is risen. He is risen. Indeed. He, is risen. He, is risen indeed. he is risen. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Did you notice that no one in our text says that? No one in our text says he is risen. Instead, Mary says a simple truth. She says, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. It's different, right? He is risen. It's a statement of fact. It's a declaration of some truth. It's a claim to be made and committed to, but it's saying he over there, he is risen but i have seen the lord i have seen the lord it's a personal witness it's it's a testimony it's a first hand account of something that was experienced in the core i have seen the lord Whew. it's that first hand account that changes everything it's mary's announcement of i have seen the lord that first-hand account that changes the course of everything the others they all went back to their homes they're gone now but mary she experiences this amazing thing, and she goes to announce it to the disciples. She claims and announces and shouts it out, I have seen the Lord, and they hear the good news. It amazes me that there are some churches that will not let women preach. I have seen the Lord. The first evangelist, the one who shared the good news of it all, was Mary. I have seen the Lord. Church, where have you seen the Lord? Where have you seen the fulfillment of hope and joy and peace and love? Look around, look in you. Look in the ways that you are encountering one another and declare where it is that you too have seen the Lord. My hope and my prayer is that as we continue to celebrate this holiest of days, that our celebration will not end when we leave this place or when we click log off or when we close the browser window. My hope and prayer is that each of us will carry that declaration wherever we may go. And with the boldness and confidence of people who have experienced it firsthand, we can declare that we too have seen the Lord and it is good. It is good. (laughs) Amen? Amen? Amen, let's pray. God, we give you thanks for this time together for this community gathered online and on site, this community that can join our hearts and our voices and declare that, yes, it is true that you have risen, you have risen indeed, and we have experienced it firsthand. Inspire us to be like Mary, to share that good news of hope and joy and peace and love in all those places of brokenness, that we can be the people you call us to be, that this world as is would not be the end, but that we can live into your preferred future. Inspire us, we pray. And all God's people said together, amen. Amen. All right, so that wraps up our Lent series, Seeking. It surely has been a journey and we are about to embark on another one. Here at Bothell, we will be moving to one service starting next week, uh, 9.30, and then we'll be taking time to be gathered and sent. Uh, It's a a set of activities that we have scheduled out till September uh, where we are going to play together and learn together and serve together. Uh, We hope you take time to check those out. Those are on our website and while you're there, make sure you sign up for a community group uh, for the next seven weeks. Uh, folks in our community will be gathering in smaller groups where we can share and grow and learn together that we can do life together. And so hopefully you can find a time that works for you and you can be part of that journey as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon.